Good morning. Wow. It's a uh, amazing thing to be able to be here with you guys. Just I can't uh, help but when I come to Faith Bible Church, I reflect on the scoundrel that I was uh, in my youth and how uh, yet God used this place and the uh, the Christian school that was here and different ones who spoke into my life who God used to help me to love him. And uh, I, I want to be clear uh, that, that that is really what it's all about. It's about love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in my life, there was this, this sense of, of uh, detachment, uh, not understanding relationship and the, the value of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and by and by, it came to a place where I realized that, that it is all about relationship with him, relationship with the one who loves me and who gave himself for me, uh, for his glory and for my good, for your, your good. Right? Do you love the Lord Jesus? We love him because he first loved us. Yeah. It took a bit for me to to, to really get a hold of that. And, uh, and I, I'm not saying I've got a firm grip on it, but I can tell you that, that I am so grateful now as I, I think about what it is that God has saved me from and the work that he continues to do in my life, that, that uh, I realize there's nothing that I can do and there's nothing that you can do to earn favor with God. That he sent the Lord Jesus Christ so that that which was separated could be brought back together. And then because of what he's done for us, simply trusting in, in the, the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. He paid it all, simply trusting in what he did, that we could become children of God. I don't want us to get used to that, right? Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. What is that? That's relationship. That's relationship, and that's what moves me today. And it really does. It really does move me. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to to open your word. As I think about the history of of Faith Bible Church in my life and and, uh, the train wreck of of, uh, my youth and, and perhaps people who would wonder if there was any hope for a guy like me yet. Yet there is, because you are a loving Father, a gracious Father, a merciful Father. I'm so grateful for this, this time. I'm thankful for this place. We ask for your blessing as we open your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God really is good, isn't he? He really is good. 
He's been so good to me. Uh, undeserving, but yet, but good. I'd like to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to read a portion of Scripture here, and we're going to talk about faith, vision, and endurance. Faith, vision, and endurance. And we're going to start at uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. The writer of Hebrews is, is really encouraging Jewish believers not to give up. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't be trusting in what you can do. Trust in what has been done for you. Don't trust in the works of the law. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're going to pick up with the word therefore, and you can go back later and read why that there is, or therefore is therefore, but picking it up in verse 35, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of what? Endurance. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the witness, obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. 
For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, 
the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. I know that's quite a a chunk to read. What a testimony. There are people in that list that, that maybe we wonder how they got in there. But you know how they got in there? Because they were people of faith. No matter how big or how how small the example, they were people of faith. Faith is, is um, as I memorized it in the King James, probably here at Faith Bible Church, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I, I always, because I'm a concrete person, I always kind of struggled with that. I, I can't really get my, my hands around that. How does, what, is, what does it exactly mean when it says faith is the substance of things hoped for? A guy named Harry Ironside said, Faith in what God has declared gives the soul absolute assurance and firm conviction of the reality of things which the natural eye has never seen. Remember that Sunday school song, Faith is just believing what God says he will do. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What is faith? Well, we are people of faith, aren't we? What are you trusting in in order to have right standing with God? Who are you trusting in in order to have right standing with God? When we stand before will will we be looking for the Lord Jesus Christ? I certainly will be. Because it's not by works of righteousness which we've done, but by his mercy he has saved us. We are people of faith because it's by grace we've been saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Faith, Bible, church. We are people of faith, right? We're trusting in someone we have never seen in a work that we weren't there to experience in order to go to a place that none of us have been. And why? Because we believe that what God said is true. Do you believe? Are you trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ? If you are, you are a person of faith. And that's where it begins. When we look at this passage, jumping in, we're not going to have time to look at that, all the examples, but, but again, these people are, are listed because they are people of, of faith. We see in, with Abel that it was in the sacrifice that he offered God. With Enoch, 
It was expressed in his life. He walked with God, with Noah. He spent decades building the ark for something that had never happened before. With Abraham, he believed in the promise that God had made to him. And it affected his life. Striking that that he would be willing to offer Isaac and was about to. And the scriptures tell us that he had reasoned that God could raise him from the dead and so it wasn't wasn't a thing because he had faith. Verse 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. They were assured and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you're a stranger? Do you feel like you're a pilgrim here? Increasingly, I do. I guess in, uh, certainly in my youth, I was more about being a resident But by and by, I began to realize this is not my home. It's it's not comfortable here. It It doesn't feel like the right place to be, to embrace the world and and to call it home. And these these people, they they realized that there was something else. They were looking for a, a city whose builder and maker is God. They were people of vision. And it affected what they did and why they did it. And you know what? It was pleasing to the Lord. How many of you, how many of you like the idea that you can please the Lord? I do. I like that idea. By the way, it's not, it's not about doing the right things because it's the right thing to do. It's about doing things that, that please the one that you love. How many of you know that in a marriage relationship or in any healthy relationship that things go better when you esteem the one that you love and when you put them before your own desires and your own needs? I love that, that our Heavenly Father has given us in His Word So many illustrations that help us to understand this dynamic of relationship. We already talked about one, this this truth that we are his children through faith in Jesus. He is my father. He's my daddy. And I love him. And I want to do what pleases him. I want to make him smile. Not out of some slavish sort of, uh, this is my destiny. I love him. I want to show him that I'm grateful for what it is that he's done for me. And it's just helped me to to be able to say a little bit more easier yes to the things that that he wants me to do and, and no to the things that caused Jesus to die. I love him. Do you love him? Love finds expression. There's, there's evidence. Just like we read throughout this chapter, people, there was evidence that they had faith. I wonder, just thinking about it and reflecting on my own life, how, 
How much of my life have I demonstrated faith? How much of my life have I demonstrated that I love him because he first loved me? And what a joy it is to know that that is possible today. That I can live in such a way that says, God, my Father, Lord Jesus, I love you. And I want to, I really do. And what a joy that when I fall short, this relationship endears me to to reconciliation. It, It drives me to move back towards him. Maybe some of you have experienced this word when you've, You've unnecessarily offended somebody that you love. And you say, you know what? It just, it's not, there's no peace there. I, it doesn't feel right. I want to I be reconciled. And so we move towards that person and we, we seek forgiveness. We seek reconciliation. And that's what our Heavenly Father, He just loves that. And we as parents... We, we can get our, our heads around that because we are so glad when our children move towards us, aren't we? Because they love us. We're so glad that, that they obey when they obey, not because we told them what to do, but because they wanted to. Because that relationship, there was trust, there was, there was love, there was, there was something beyond duty. And it moved to, to delight. Evidence. There's, there should be evidence of our faith, right? There should be this, this expression that we read about in so many of these examples, whether it's little or great. Do you have vision? Do you have vision? Because it's, it's vision that, that helps move us forward. It produces evidence. We can believe that God wants us to take the gospel to the world and we can trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, but you know what? We can lack vision. We can be content right where we're at. And there will be evidence of that, won't there? But if you are a person of faith and a person of vision... There will be expression to that that will touch other people, that others will see. I heard a story, a, a Navajo pastor shared this, and maybe you've heard it. It's, it's, it's more along the lines of, of something that, that, that paints a picture. For me, it certainly does. And, and perhaps you've heard something similar. I'm going to give it to you the way that that uh, makes sense to me. We live in northern Minnesota, and we know a lot of contractors. It would be perhaps a little bit more easy to do this up there. But, but imagine a person, he's out walking his dog, and he's, he's walking down the road, and he comes across a construction site. And there are three guys that are working. So he walks up to the first man, and he says, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? By the way, would you be curious? New construction in your... I I would be. What are you doing? Hey, man, this is my job. Working hours. I got to pay the bills. Oh. He walks up to the second man who's handling some some two-by-fours. He's checking them to see if they're straight. And he 
He says to her, hey, what are you, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm, I'm framing walls today. I want to make sure that the materials are good, so I'm selecting the best of them right now. I'm framing walls. Oh, and then he spots the third guy, and the, the third guy is milling around. He's got papers in his hand. He's got a tape measure. He catches up to him and says, hey, what are you doing? The guy says, I am building a house. In fact, I'm building my house. I'm glad you at You know what? You're standing in the living room right now. This is right where, where it's going to happen. This is where I'm going to bring up my children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And above this, believe it or not, we're planning for like five or six bedrooms because I hope the Lord blesses us with children. And we'll certainly have room for guests. And over here, the dining room, it's going to be huge. Why? Because we want to bring people in. I'm building a house building a house but I got to go the plumbers here three guys three different perspectives on on what they're doing but one man he's the guy that last guy he had vision didn't he why are we doing what we're doing why are we here today parents grandparents do you have vision for how God can use you and your faith and here, as, as members of the body of Christ at Faith Bible Church, you, know are not a spectator. Not in God's body. We all have a role to play. Born into his family, gifted by the Spirit. Unique and wonderful opportunities that God has prepared in advance for you to do, Ephesians 2.10. Things that, that I believe he specifically planned for you to do. In God's household, he, he wants us to be people of vision. To see the work, to, to delight in the fact that we can serve in our Father's house. Can you see it? What kind of vision do we have today? And what is it for? We have the privilege of serving the very best master. And he wants all of us to be involved. And you know what? I heard somebody say this, and I, and I believe it. We will find no greater fulfillment than to do that work that God has equipped and planned for you to do. Think about it. Can you imagine getting a phone call? Hey, I, this is what I have for you. Would you commit, would you commit to doing that? Would, would you prepare as necessary? Would you, would you, would you strengthen your, your skills in this, the gifting that I've given you, it, it's not just going to happen. You need to be a steward of it. Will you look for, for opportunities? Church leadership, looking for people to, to serve as they've been gifted. Moms and dads and cousins and uncles, brothers and sisters, followers of Jesus, children of the living God with vision, 
Not just faith. The vision. And we can all be like that third guy. The big picture in view. Wouldn't you like that? By the way, if, if you were the dude that hired these three guys, which one would you want working for you? <laughs> You'd want the guy with vision. If I was an entrepreneur, I'd want to hire the men that would, that would look to make their master successful. We move up to, uh, to Hebrews chapter 12. After these people that, that uh, had vision, looking for that, that city whose builder and maker is God. Looking back at them, the author speaks to those in the present and for us, to us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance, endurance, the race that is set before us. Run with endurance. And I'm sure that we've all reflected on this passage before. I don't know that we need to spend time on, on uh, diving into laying aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. I, I think that it's probably enough to say that if you love the Lord Jesus, if you're interested in walking in the Spirit, if, if that relationship with your Heavenly Father is important to you, then you know already, you already know the weights. You know what hinders because he's, he's pointed it out. And it's, and it's our responsibility, our privilege to lay those things aside so that we can run effectively, run with endurance. But we're not going to do that if we don't have vision. When we first moved to northern Minnesota, it was after, well, I grew up here in Baltimore, the Baltimore area, and Kim grew up in the Chicago area. Uh, We moved to Winnipeg to begin uh, the ministry that God had for us among First Nations people. And then God blessed us with children. But we lived in places where the, the kids couldn't freely run. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't run. Urban areas, you know, wasn't the safest thing. And, and so uh, Kim, Kim had, uh, her mom lived in South Dakota. And so we would go to the farm there and the kids could just run. They just, they could run. They had freedom. And when we uh, were relocating back to the States, it was, it was a desire that we had if, if if possible, to be able to live in a place where the kids could run. And, uh, and so he did. He blessed us with a home where we lived on this long, straight road and no, no worry about dogs chasing you or 
you could hear and see the cars coming from a long ways away. It took a while to get used to country dark and country quiet. And But uh, early on, we took a walk with, with the girls, Kim and I. We had three three uh, of our children at that time, Sarah, Deborah, and Abigail. And, and uh, Sarah was around nine. Deborah was, was eight. Abby was, was only six. We walked probably about a mile and a mile and a quarter or so down the road and just enjoying the walk and and uh for some reason or another kim i don't know why she did this but she says i'll give ten dollars to anybody who can run all the way home and you know what they were off like a shot all three of them you know why because they could see ten dollars one with the shortest legs, she dropped off first. Then uh, our middle child, she, she went a little bit further. But Sarah, there was something in her eyes. She had vision. And I had uh, work boots on. And I didn't have vision. I just saw my little girl running away from me. <laughs> uh and she wasn't going to stop. And so uh, as a father, my responsibility to safeguard my children, so I began to run. <laughs> and uh, she just kept running and running and running. And I remember as we got within probably, mm, I'll say, 300 yards of our driveway, she says, Dad, I'm tired. I said, Honey, don't give up. Don't give up. You're almost there. Keep running. And I don't want you to to just start slowing down when you get to our driveway. I want you to crash the finish line. Run hard. Finish well. And she did. She got $10. And I remember laying on that front lawn for what seemed like a half hour trying to catch my breath. But I see the picture there. I see the picture. She believed. She had vision. And so she ran with endurance. And that's, that's what I want. I want, I want a faith that, that isn't just about the here and now, but can see down the road. And I want to run well. I don't want to slow down. I don't want to, to, to pull up and, and just coast across that finish line. Because my Heavenly Father is saying, don't give up. Keep going. Don't slow down. Keep going. Finish well. But you say, it's, it's, it's tough times. There's, there's things that discourage us. You know what? Our Savior, he's the example. And you know what? He didn't need faith, right? I don't think he needed faith, but he had vision. And we see that. We see that, don't we? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, that's vision, 
was, I was in sight. You were in his sight. Who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He endured. He endured the cross. Despising the shame. I've done so many shameful things. They were heaped upon my Savior. The sin and the shame of the whole world heaped upon him. But he bore it. And he endured it. And he finished well. The antidote of of weariness and discouragement is found here, isn't it? For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. How's How's your faith? Are you trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ alone? Friends, on our best day, we don't break even before a holy God. Jesus satisfied sin's debt in full. Not merely so that we wouldn't get what we deserve. That would have been enough, right? That shall not perish part of John 3.16. But he didn't stop there. He said, shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. The Father's desire is that you and I be with him forever. And so he paid the price to make that possible. And by faith, by faith, that gift is ours. Do you have vision? Purpose. He's got a plan for each one of us here, and it's not to be a spectator, it's to be involved. And to do things that that honor him and please him and point others to him. What a privilege. But we have need of endurance, just like we read here in chapter 10. But you have need of endurance. We do, because it's difficult. It's scary. The unknown. It's setting down our priorities and Maybe we don't have an appetite like it should be. But he'll give it to us. To love the things that he loves and to hate the things that he hates. and To walk in relationship with him. Father, I just ask that that for each of us, wherever that, that we're at today, Father, we we don't know all that we have in you, but yet you love us. We've seen that expression by faith of the Lord Jesus Christ hanging on that cross, paying our sin debt in full because you love us and you want us to be right with you and have relationship with you and be with you forever. Thank you for even the opportunity to be to be right with you
But I pray that we would would be more than right with you. We would have vision. Create vision within us. Help us to see with eyes of faith and then to, to run with endurance. Thank you for the testimony of so many in this room who love you and who have not sat down. Father, may we continue to run for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.